Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're joined on Restore the Floor with the official. Ladies and gentlemen, it's so I'm so proud of this guy. He's worked so hard for this. The radio voice of the Phoenix Suns, John Bloom. What's up, Bloomer? Stoney, my man, it's so good to be with you. Evan, good to be back with you guys and talk some hoops. Uh, yeah, it's it. obviously I'm still uh, getting comfortable in the big chair, uh, Stoney, but you know how long I've been waiting to, to get in it. Yes, exactly. He was doing Oakland University basketball online. Oh, did Greg Campy suck then, too? <laughs> oh, God. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we love Campy. Evan just you put bl- that on a tee for me, Stoney. I, I know, I know, I did. Because <laughs> Evan believes that somebody there that long gets in a tournament more than he does. Anyway, uh, that's for another day. Before we talk about uh, the matchup <laughs> at the LCA on Sunday, you got to see the uh, the Wemby experience uh, in back-to-back games. Uh, the first game, obviously, the Suns blew that game. And then last night, or you know, yeah, Thursday night was pretty incredible. Your initial impressions of Wemby? I think, you know, when I first saw him, Stoney, I was surprised at the kind of fluidity that he moves with. I think it was the first thing that stood out, just watching him win warm-ups and stuff like that. And during the game, there's just moments where you look at him and, and you understand that he's still figuring out how to live in that body. He he can like have moments where he doesn't even look like he has balance, where he can't run straight. And then he has moments where he'll jam it on you from outside the paint. He's not hitting that foot in the paint and he's dunking uh, or he's blocking a three-point shot, which we rarely ever see in basketball at any level. But now we're seeing it in the NBA from like professionals who are 6'6", getting a three blocked. They're not used to seeing that. So I think it's an adjustment that people have to make when he's on the floor anywhere near you, both offensively and defensively. Uh, he is that much of a, of a difference maker, but he's also still growing, and he's also just 19 years of age. So I don't think it's going to be like a consistent 38-10. and 10. But Boy, was it fun to watch him do it last night. I just wish it wasn't the Suns on the other end of it. And now I'm curious, just from a play-by-play guy, when I'm watching the game on Wednesday night and watch TNT just lose it when Vic does that dunk like you were just talking about, you've seen a lot of basketball. Did you react like go overboard when you saw that dunk? Because even for me, because Durant dunks on him the play before, kind yep. of, and then he comes right back down and does that. Is that something that's just like, okay, we're going to have to get used to like in the league here? Yeah, I don't think any of us are prepared for it yet. I didn't go as crazy just because okay. it's the opposition. Right. Um, you know, I think if yeah, I think if he was a son and doing those things, I I would probably have to contain myself. I would have to like prepare myself to not lose my you know what every single time uh, that he does something that I haven't seen because there's just as you mentioned, Evan. There's uh, we, we've watched so much basketball as fans and broadcasters and, and whatever that uh, you don't expect to see stuff uh, that you haven't seen 
seen before. But Wemby's doing that now, and it's a unique situation for all of us to watch. Uh, I do think that this might be a little bit of an anomaly. Like, I don't expect the Spurs to be over 500. I know right now they're 3-2. and two. Um, I, I do look at that roster, and they're just very young. Uh, so I don't know how much they're going to win, but uh, they got to feel pretty good about themselves taking two from the Suns. Now that uh, Booker's back, you guys are more Hull, still missing Beal. How would you assess your guys so far? That's been the frustrating part is that they just haven't had a chance to have them together yet. Bradley Beal hasn't made his Phoenix Suns debut uh, in the regular season. We saw him in a couple preseason games, and then he was held out of a couple games with this back issue that has now cost him the first five games. And, you know, I don't know how long this is going to last. It's good that Booker is back after he missed three games with the sprained ankle. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the issue when you roll a team out with no point guards and you decide that you're going to have – Beal and Booker and Durant be your playmakers. If you take two of those off the floor and now Durant is your only playmaker, uh, it, it has left Frank Vogel, you know, searching a little bit offensively. Defensively, they were very solid up until the third and fourth quarter of Tuesday night's game against San Antonio, and then it's just been a mess against the Spurs, who have absolutely had their way. I don't know where that's coming from, and obviously they're going to have to fix that for this weekend's road trip. I know this is kind of a question you probably can't answer honest, completely honestly, but are you figuring out now, you know, George Blaha had to, you know, deal with, you know, Bill Lambier and the alleged dirty players. You have you got Grayson Allen on your squad. How do you deal with that? I have a soft spot for Grayson. He gets a bad rap, man. <laughs> you know what? I uh, am with you, Evan, because uh, I haven't seen a semblance of dirty play from him since he got here. Now, I have seen stuff that enabled him to develop such a reputation. And most of it happened in college, right, Stoney? Yeah. I mean, most of it did happen in a Duke uniform. Well, that, that, that uh, happens when, when to... you put on that uniform. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe some of that. Uh, look, he kind of does look a little like Coach K. Yeah, there's a, a slight resemblance there. Now, I, I think, you know, I think he's impressive uh, from my standpoint, just based on uh, size, strength, uh, what he's doing defensively. You knew he could shoot the ball, and in Milwaukee, it just seemed like they just had him in the corner. That's kind of what his role was: just go to run to the corner, shoot the three when you're open, and that's what you're going to do. Um, I think the Suns are going to ask a little bit more from him, or at least already have with the absence of Beal and Booker. When they're both back, maybe he does assume a similar role to what he had in Milwaukee, or maybe his play through the first five games puts him into that starting lineup as that fifth guy. Josh Okoge was the guy that seemingly won that job in preseason, and they were going to start as Beal, Booker, Durant, Okoge, and then Yusuf Nurkic in the middle. Well, uh, Okoge you know, has been up and down, which he tends to be, was last year too. Uh, Grayson Allen has been a little bit more consistent and offensively, so I'm curious to see what Frank Vogel decides to do when he finally has his whole roster. Yesterday, I was sitting here showing Stoney a video of Charles Barkley and Shaquille O'Neal have a good debate on NBA and TNT. Shaquille O'Neal said, why is everybody acting so crazy about Wemby when we've seen this done before? And that done before sits on the Phoenix Suns bench, and that's Bull Bull. He said, Bull Bull was Wemby before Wemby. Will we get to see Bull Bull play for the Suns this year and show what Shaq is trying to talk about? 
Yeah, I don't, I don't see it yet. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't. I, I mean, I've watched both guys now, and I've seen Bull Bull in practice and in games, and he just doesn't have um, the same command. Maybe that's the word I'm going to use: command, offensively and defensively. Okay, uh, where he understands where he needs to be, where he's making the plays and the right plays. Uh, I think Bull Bull tries to make the big plays, tries to make the Sports Center plays, sure. and I think that he does that frequently. And he has that in his bag, but I don't think he's developed into the all-around basketball player, and it's shocking for me to say this, that a 19-year-old Victor Wembanyama is. Uh, And again, it's just impressive that he's been playing with grown men. I get it. He's been playing professionally in France uh, for several years. And, uh, you know, it shows. It does. Uh, And and Bull Bull is moving from, you know, Oregon where he was in in college and then bouncing in the pros. Uh, Orlando didn't feel comfortable enough to keep him, and so they let him go, and the Suns picked him up, and there was a lot of question as to whether he'd make the roster. He did make the roster, but whether he plays or not, Evan, that's the one I don't have the answer for. He He might crack the rotation, but he might not. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. You saw the Pistons play the Suns in, in preseason. What do you expect uh, Sunday at the LCA? The whole Monty Williams thing, that won't be a big deal probably till when he returns to Phoenix, especially since they played already in the preseason. Yeah, that was a fascinating situation to come there for the preseason because that's just not something that the Suns and Pistons do regularly. And you just don't get a lot of crossover, you know, East – 
West Conference uh, preseason games. But in this case, there was a little storyline under it, and it was really exciting to, to come there and to see Matt Ishbia's world. Uh, you know, we got a, a tour of not only his home, but right. we also got to see uh, United Wholesale Mortgage and the whole thing they've got going on up there in Pontiac, and it was very impressive. Uh, the team practiced there, which was kind of a cool deal for the, the employees of the company to get a chance to watch an NBA team practice in their gym. Uh, so, yeah, it was a neat experience, and, and we did get a chance to see Monty and, and some of the other folks from the staff, and that was exciting, too. Now that it's the regular season, I think there's a little bit more juice to it, but I think you're right, Stoney. I think when he comes here to Detroit or to Phoenix and makes his return to the place where he led the Suns uh, to the NBA Finals, I think that's when it'll be a little bit more significant. Uh, but I still think that this game – does have a, a fair amount of significance, and it's obviously going to depend on how the Suns fare the night before in Philadelphia as we do the stony two-step on this trip <laughs> and go from your birthplace to your career place uh, or the majority of your career. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to both stops. I think, uh, look, obviously Philly's different now. They feel like maybe they've uh, got a weight off their shoulders after the trade was made with James Harden and, and him going to L.A. So uh, I think that they're playing well, and Joel Embiid is all as, uh, as tough of a matchup as anybody. And then, uh, look, the Pistons right now, I'm curious to hear what you guys think about, uh, you know, how the team is forming because this is kind of what I expected. I think they're going to get some wins that maybe people don't expect them to get, and I think Monty Williams is going to do a really good job there. I think for the most part they've been better defensively, much better than they were last year, but they still have a lot of, you know, Cade's looked really good, but his shooting percentage isn't great. Too many turnovers. Asar Thompson looks like he's a player. Obviously it would have been better if we would have got Wemby. Uh, Jalen Duran looks like he could be a star, but they're still a ways away. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so too. And, and it's just you've seen a young team come up like a Devin Booker and stuff like what were his struggles like early on in his career? Because like Stoney said, right now, Cade's shooting at a high volume, but he's not scoring at a high volume like he should with putting up, you know, 25 shots a game. What was Devin Booker's rise to becoming where he is today? Because I, I feel like Cade necessarily isn't the shooter that Booker is, but I think he could be that type of player and get that type of stardom. Yeah, no, that's actually a great question, and I think that there is a potential track there for Cade to follow uh, what Book's been doing through his career. The first thing I'm going to say to answer what you know how he made uh, the steps he made was the, just the the work ethic. It was clear when he got into the league as an 18 year old, this kid was going to work his butt off. Uh, I think Melvin Booker, his dad, who played in the league for a little bit, but mostly in Europe, uh, was a star at Missouri. Uh, you know, Melvin has been instrumental in Devin's growth as a player player and in that work ethic and, and that commitment. Um, and then, you know, just the fact that you, you start getting some players that are veterans around you. Uh, I think the first guy that m helped kind of book make a significant impact with growth seemed to in my eyes, to be Ricky Rubio. And when they went to the bubble and Ricky was the point guard uh, and, and Devin was just uh, taking another step kind of towards stardom in that eight-game stretch, uh, Ricky was a big part of that. Then Ricky leaves and Chris Paul comes. And boy, did Book go to school with Chris Paul. And watching him, watching him operate, everything that he did uh, to manipulate the game and all that stuff. And you can see that starting to feed into Book's game as well. So it's a combination of the work ethic that he already had inside of him and then the student of the game that he is now you mentioned Kate Cunningham in the shooting I think the efficiency 
see with Booker is one of his biggest weapons. I mean, when he puts up these big numbers, they're not on 30 shots. You know, he's, he's getting these numbers uh, efficiently, and I think it's even going to take another jump this year. That's probably going to be where he improves the most this year is I think the numbers as far as his shooting percentages from field goal percentage and three-point percentage are going to go up and maybe even significantly up. We've only seen two games so far, 32 in the opener against the Warriors and 31 last night, almost his first career triple-double. He had 13 assists as well. I think he's a man on a mission, and I would not be surprised if Devin Booker is the MVP of the NBA this year. I, I seriously would not. I know that's maybe far-fetched and, and a little biased here as the voice of the sun saying that, but I've watched this dude every year, and, and it's going to make it even harder for Cade to follow in his footsteps if that happens because, again, every year he's gotten better. And you talk to anyone who's watched him, and that's the case. It's hard to say for a guy going into year nine. Yeah, well, you got to love it when a guy wears the, uh, the the hat with the old English D on it. You got to love uh, D Book representing yes. the people here. He loves his roots, I know. and he never shies away from it. And that's another thing that just makes him so relatable, Stoney. And it's not just like the Michigan roots are great because I know that you guys, you know, respect that and appreciate it. Even when he's playing in like a different city and he's still rocking like a Red Wings beanie, mm-hmm. it's cool as hell. But uh, then there's the Chicano roots because he has a, a Mexican grandfather and he has completely embraced that side of his family that he didn't really know a lot about before he moved here to Phoenix. And you can imagine with the Mexican mm-hmm. community here that that has just further ingratiated him within this fan base. I mean, the guy is the king here and he deserves it. All right, Bloomer, thanks a lot. We appreciate it and uh, have fun. And hopefully I'll see you on, on Sunday when maybe the Pistons can pull off that upset. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I know the Suns are hoping that they can get get things righted right now. But, uh, hey, any listeners to this great podcast, if you're in the house at Little Caesars, come on down if they let you down courtside. I think they still let us down courtside. It's one of the few gyms in the league that we still broadcast. Yeah, you. I, no, I, I noticed that you're even at home you're not courtside, are you? Right. No, there's only three left, I think. I think it's Detroit, Toronto, and Chicago. Uh, the only ones that have the radio in the, in the entire league uh, on the court. And I don't mind it, to be honest, where they put us a lot of places, including at home, because we got a really good view when you're elevated kind of midway up in the lower bowl. Yeah, That's great. Some of the places were up pretty high in the corners and stuff like that. That can get hard, but uh, Detroit's still a great place to visit for so many reasons for me, and I'm excited to come back and hope to see you guys uh, on Sunday. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. Well, it's good to get the uh, Phoenix Suns perspective. Uh, The Pistons, you know, it's going to be a little tough road. Their schedule is very difficult, and that's why especially uh, the game against Portland was a – I don't want to say must win because they're, you know, where they are in their growth. But that was a disappointing loss, Evan. I mean, come on, really? So that's what I'm starting to debate with myself. Am I putting – giving them too much credit early on in the season because I want to see wins, and these last couple nights have just been – They've been a tough watch. I mean, the the loss to the Pelicans, like they were never really in it. They made a little push no. down the ed, but it's just it's it's a tough watch right now because I want them to win so bad, but they've been having these these big double digit deficits that it's hard to overcome in the NBA, especially when you don't have a lot of three point shooting. Right, and well, look, the first game against Portland, you have a big lead. You're, you expected. To win, Shaden Sharp was unbelievable in, in the second half, and Kane had a really good game till midway in the fourth quarter. And down the stretch, he like seemed to force everything. Too many turnovers once again. And then he, in, in New Orleans, look, I know they didn't have Alec Burks, but I don't want to hear it because the Pelicans didn't have Ingram and they didn't have Zion. Okay, uh, look, the Pistons don't had didn't have Burks, they didn't have Bogdanovich. So yeah, 
They didn't have a lot of outside shooting. Joe Harris was okay. But in today's NBA, you can't win if you can't shoot threes. And some of these guys are, I mean, Asar Thompson taking way too many threes. It, it was interesting when at one point in the game against New Orleans, he was like 3 of 16 or, or 3 of 15, something like that. It's not his game. It, it, it's not. He was 0 of 6 from 3. I mean, I, I need to lay off for a minute, yeah. but I just want to see more efficiency from Cade Cunningham. That's that's my big thing. I, I thought he went hero ball the other night and didn't pass and, and put up a couple four shots. Yes, his teammates necessarily weren't helping him out. I don't want to make Killian Hayes the scapegoat in that game either because, yes, he was on the floor for 26 minutes and he didn't score any points, but that's on the coach that left him out there. There's a reason that Monty put him out there. And right now, through six games, i got to trust Monty Williams, yes. right? Like, I can't second-guess anything he's doing. I know. Look, we all thought Duran was going to turn into a really good player. So far he has. Beef Stew's been pretty good. Beef K- Stew's been a, a very nice— Right. I mean, Cade's been really good. Let's, Absolutely. Let's not kid ourselves. Uh, the biggest surprise of this team right now is Marcus Sasser. And, but should he? Because we we talked real highly about him coming into the season, about you know playing at a high level of college for multiple multiple years, and and right now after talking with John Bloom, it really seems that Cade needs a solid ass point guard next to him, and midway through the year that might be Sasser. I know, and his three point range is a lot better than I thought it was. The kid plays hard, man, and he just gets basketball. So I'm I'm really intrigued by that. Um, the lack of playing time for Jay Nivey is a little concerning to me, but yet again, I don't know what's going on in that building. But he plays, what, 24 minutes a game, mm-hmm. something like that? And he was your first-round guy last year. Yeah. And and right now, it's Killian Hayes playing over him. And, and like I said, I don't know the X's and O's and what Monty's trying to accomplish in these first few games. Let's give it a week or two more. And what happens when Morris comes back? I well, mean, that's interesting. There, there, there's going to be roster... <laughs> Something's going to happen with that roster, whether it's a trade, somebody's going to get cut. I have no idea because they have way too many guards. Not to mention, you know, hope when Bogdanovich and Livers come back as well. They have a lot of guys there that they have decisions that they they have to make. So the Suns are here on on Sunday, which is going to be really, yeah, especially the Lions aren't playing. It's a really good game. Go watch. Go downtown. I mean, I I meant to ask uh, John, I mean, Durant is still averaging like 27 points a game. He's, 30, he's 35 years old. Now, besides our good buddy Wojo who hates him, uh, he's still one of the top players in the world. Uh-huh. I just love watching Kevin Durant play. Him and that guy that wears the yellow and purple in L.A., that guy, he's also blowing my mind what, yeah. he, what he's putting out there. But I, I know. And then, you know, I, I don't know. It's cool in one way, but it sucks in another. The back-to-back. Sunday it's Phoenix and then – Stefan Draymond and the boys are Monday night here. That's cool. I, I don't know. I mean, it sucks that it comes so early in the season. Yes. But at the same time, let's be happy it came so early in the season that our guys are playing against them. Yes. Nobody's hurt. Everybody right. that should be out there is out there other than starting the season. And let's hope that Steph and those guys play here. That's all I hope for. Yeah, I didn't even check to see if they were going to have a back-to-back or not. But, I, you know. Let's just hope. Yes. Because, I mean, it's really cool. Money. When Golden State comes but in. I remember when our buddy Jamie would take his kid to watch just Steph warm up. Oh, yeah. But he, that was everything. Yes. He changed the game with that. I know. There's no doubt about it. All right. We thank everybody for listening to Restore the Floor. Another episode next week. Have a wonderful day.